This is an ABC podcast. I want to thank my co-stars, Leo, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's feet, Margaret Qualley's feet, Dakota Fanning's feet. Seriously, Quentin has separated more women from their shoes than the TSA. Everyone knows that feet are a thing for some people. If you consume much pop culture, it's probably the go-to when you want to make a character kinky. But are feet just the most G-rated fetish to talk about? Or is there a reason that so many people love foot stuff? I'm Nat Tenchich, and seriously, what's the deal with feet? On this ep, you'll learn what people love about tootsies, how the key to foot fetishes lies in the brain, and how to dip a toe into petty play. If you feel like foot fetishes are pretty common, you're not off the mark. One study suggests that around half of people with fetishes are into feet, while another recent survey showed that one in seven people have fantasised about feet. Hookup listener Dan from a urination Sydney has a foot fetish. He said it started when he was pretty young. Basically introducing like the sexuality, I had an interest in feet, uh, which was confusing growing up because all the guys would want to see the, the girls in the bikinis running out of the beach where I would want to see the girls in the gym take off their shoes and their socks. And it didn't come to um, fruition when I was 18 and I saw a leg sex magazine in a service station and I went back to buy it because I had some friends in the car and that's when it all dawned on me that it's okay, uh, I'm just different than others. How did it feel once you once you realised that, you know? Like, did you... And, and how was it, like, exploring that in, in real life? Oh, it made it so much better just mentally, like it made me feel normal. And then I, I suppose with age and experience, things get better. It's a fetish, it's something that instantly turns you on. So for, specifically mine is for smelly socks and pantyhose. Their feet really don't do much for me. It's the, the footwear and, and the clothing on it. So experiencing that at, at a young age, most girls were okay with it. And then it just gets easier as you get older to explain it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, how do you incorporate it into your sex life? Like, how do those conversations tend to go generally? Being open and honest and, and not leaving it for so long and just saying, look, I've got this fetish, it's the feet. And then I sort of see how it goes. I'll explain a little bit more about the need. I mean, ideally, I love my partners to wear shoes and socks for, what, three days in a row. That's my thing. I've never had a partner that hasn't enjoyed it, to be honest. So some of them never heard of it. Uh, they're, they're versions with the whole foot thing. But... When they see the enjoyment you get out of it um, and and they get pleasure, I've never met a girl that doesn't like her feet being sort of played with or sucked or, you know, uh, essentially touched, not just a foot rub, but, you know, when it's in the heat of the moment and and it's it's a different uh, feeling, I suppose. So hang on, hang on. I like a foot massage. Feet are sensitive and it can feel really nice to have them touched or touch someone else's. How do you know if you have a full-on foot fetish or you just kind of like feet? Dr. Sarah Ashton is a clinical psychologist who works with people who have kinks and fetishes through her practice ships. She says it's about whether you need feet involved to get off. So you're talking about a specific need for feet to become aroused, right? So it's a really kind of honed in a special need for arousal, whereas, you know, perhaps enjoying feet play or sensations, but, you know, also finding other things arousing or needing other things in order to be aroused and have an orgasm would be the main difference. So how does one end up with a foot fetish and why are they so common? 
Well, Sarah says one theory is that it's how our brains are wired. There are lots of theories about how foot fetishes form, but probably one of the most popular is the idea of neurological association. So when we uh, find something arousing and we have um, orgasm paired in our mind with a particular stimulus like feet, that creates a connection. And that means that we start developing a preference or an arousal for a particular object like, like a foot. And so when we think about feet and how feet fetishes might develop, some people think that perhaps as children, because we spend so much time around feet or the feet of our parents, we might inadvertently develop an association with pleasure and and feet and that that somehow subconsciously translates as we develop and and, and we grow up and we experience uh, sex and stimulation for the first time. Some other things that might be going on, the um, perhaps an association with power. So if we think about domination or submission, sometimes uh, feet or the presence of feet can be really powerful in this association. And so there can be, again, a, a more focused direction and arousal around feet. And finally, actually have a lot of nerve endings. So they're a really uh, sensuous and stimulating playground to, <laughs> to introduce into any kind of play. And this really opens up a lot of opportunities for, again, reinforcement and sensory input that can be associated with orgasm and pleasure. And people like to do a lot with feet. Take it from ProDom Mistress Tokyo. She's seen a lot of creative foot play in her time. Not just the uh, the foot as well, it's also the shape of the foot in the sandal or in the boot. It's, you know, the erect ankle, it's the shape of the vamp, which is up over the, I think they're metatarsals. A, a toe porn, like the delicate, delicate bones of the toes, just like, you know, feeding up through the, um, you know, a beautiful shoe. So, I mean, it's not just basically like the naked foot. It's basically how the foot presents and all of the, you know, the little sort of um, sensory experiences and um, interpretations that can be, that one could put on to, um, to seeing the foot in that state. Uh, it's also obviously the olfactory experience of the foot. It's the smell, it's the taste and also like dirty feet, clean feet, sweaty feet. Feet in pantyhose. Sorry if I'm arousing the listeners right now. <laughs> so, so, so I know it's hot, it's getting hot in here. I better take <laughs> off my shoes. Oh my god! So, what sort of scenes have I done? I have done a, a myriad. So, um, basically, trampling, foot worship, ma- uh, massage, um, washing of feet like sort of foot play where you're wearing a beautiful pair of shoes or a kick-ass pair of boots and you slowly dangle the stiletto in front of the the submissive or the slave's face and they're like did i say hot in here heck yes uh crushing of crushing of food um i'd like to say that you know there is uh, other things of crush fetish but those things are definitely outside of my professional boundaries uh, if people know what i'm talking about <laughs> um like you know like crushing snails and things like that absolutely not nothing sentient just like cake or a curry or you know maybe jelly or cream uh, and then oh my gosh that needs to be cleaned off the foot it's been sullied and it can also be like you know the foot can be used as a, as a tool of punishment kicking someone the foot the symbol of power is going to punish you 
Whether you have a full-on foot fetish or you're just curious about putting your best foot forward, how do you bring it up with your partner? Mistress Tokyo says, like with any new thing, you always want to start with the big C, consent. If you are going to sort of approach your partner or lover or whoever, your your main squeeze uh, or one of your main squeezes about um, whether they are interested in doing a a foot fetish scene, just, just be mindful that you need to establish their informed consent, that they wish to participate. And obviously, you know, you may not be able to uh, get what you want from that person. So just basically just come with humility and come with hope and talk about boundaries. And if the shoe's on the other foot, so to speak, how should you respond if your partner has come to you wanting to explore your paws? Dr. Ashton says it's important to be kind and open-minded. I think the thing to remember about sharing any kind of sexual interest, um, perhaps something you haven't shared before, is that that's an act of vulnerability uh, and you're really letting in the other person to, you know, uh, a more intimate part of your sensual world. So I think that if you're on the receiving end of this, it's really important to remember that that's that's what's happening. So even if your uh, initial reaction is you know, confusion or, or you don't understand or maybe shock to remember that this is actually something that this person is doing because they want to get closer to you. And so I think that it's important that you ask questions, that you get curious, and also you give yourself some time to absorb and consider this. And just to remember that you don't, you can start small, you can, you know, experiment with small and different types of behaviours or things that you might feel comfortable with. There can be a lot of middle ground. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're not comfortable with it, it's, you know, you never have to do anything you're not comfortable with. And um, both people should be on the same page about what they want to do and what they want to explore. So really it's about opening the door and having communication and figuring out what you feel okay with and what you don't feel okay with and seeing where to go from there. Okay, consent acquired. You and your partner are keen to jump in feet first. Where do you start? As always, Tokyo has some very creative ideas. Maybe the person can, you know, you might request them to, could you just wear some open-toed shoes? Because I really like those peak toes that you wear when we go out to the movies. Or, you know, could I just have a pair of your socks for the day? I mean, heck, you know, that would just make my whole week. So you might be able to think about ways that, you know, you could sort of explore it together like that. I mean, basically focus on a shared intimacy though, a shared consensual intimacy. And then obviously any space that you create together, when I say space, I mean like not just like the bedroom or <laughs> the kitchen, any sort of like space as an experience that you co- that is co-created. So talk about what you might like to experience and then run that past your partner and see if they have any ideas, if they're interested and talk about limitations, boundaries, intensity and duration so that can really be titrated if if the other person is unsure. I mean, because you might be as sure as heck, but, you know, obviously, like if it's a co-created experience and if they're really into it, then heck, like, you know, get out the pavlova and crush that thing between your (laughs) pinkies. I mean, go nuts. But just um, just basically before you actually do start on that fantastic long and winding road, Uh, into BDSM and fetish, just make sure that you establish consent first. And then once you do, and once you set up that 
um, co-created language. Your only limitations are really your imagination and you know what you both feel into. Um, that is the most fantastic thing that you can do in that moment. As you can see from all the wiki feet posts and Quentin Tarantino jokes, foot fetishes are a pretty mainstream target. And while they're more commonly understood than some other fetishes, they still can come with a bit of stigma. If you're not feeling that, then power to you. I love to see it. But if you are, Sarah says it helps to own your pleasure and continue to raise awareness about the breadth of the human sexual experience from head to toes. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to to media exposure. I think that really kind of enters into public discourse and awareness and normalization of any sexual behavior. You know, it's just what we what we speak about, uh, what we see is really powerful for what we consider to be normal. You know, um, it is just that that feet and feet fetishes have been normalized. It's actually not that any other type of fetish is more you know, obscure, it's just that it's less exposed. So I think that we really have to remember that, you know, shame and stigma have such a powerful impact on people's relationships with their sexuality, you know, and if it's consensual and you're having a good time, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we really need to step back and look at our, the assumptions and underlying thoughts that we have that are attached to our sexual interests and our sexual behaviour, because a lot of it just comes from, subconscious internalized ideas around what's okay and what's not okay and that's really holding us back um, and it might mean that we're making judgments about other people when really that's that's not okay either you know um, we're all here to to enjoy ourselves and have fun and you know to connect with other people um, so I think that you know maybe there'd be more fetishes which are normalized like feet fetishes so if it's your thing own it playing with feet can feel great for anyone fetish or not I hope this episode helps you dip a toe into something new, find pleasure, or support a partner's desires. And I'm sorry for all the puns. Honestly, I just can't help myself. I'm always putting my foot in it. (laughs) If you have a topic you're keen for us to investigate, another kink you've seen online or something you're not sure about trying, message us on Instagram at triplejthehookup or anonymously via the form on the hookup page at triplej.net.au. Stay safe, stay sexy. Catch you next time.